We're going to have a great time today. Let's make this the best year ever. Let's make this the best year ever, Conrad. I'm glad that you can do that reference now. Yeah. It's my favorite reference of all time, maybe. Uh, for those of you at home, that is a reference to Ordinary People, the 1980 film. Mm-hmm. Uh, whew, what a film. Our listeners are film buffs. Yeah, they should know Ordinary People. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I have to find my Hawk fact again. Oh, no. I feel like it wasn't. It wasn't like, you know, the most obscure hawk fact of all time. It was like, you know, I mean, I know you have to like look for it again, but shouldn't Uh it be in your history? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, Yeah. So we're re-recording this episode. Tragically. Yeah. um, I think we should actually stop after a couple minutes and actually make sure that it's recording correctly too. Sure. Yeah. Good idea. But tragically, our last episode did not save correctly and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, we had a guest and everything, and it was a really fun episode, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, lost to time and space and the virtual realm. Just like the themes of Macbeth. Just like the themes of Macbeth. How so? Uh, well... Please elaborate on that. Well, because in Shakespeare's The Scottish Play... Uh-huh. <laughs> um... Uh, Macbeth and Lady Macbeth go crazy. They do. And that's what it felt like when our episode was erased. Yeah. Sure. And that's my presentation. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Um, yeah. It, it was upsetting for yeah. sure. I don't know if it's on the same level as the guilt over murdering someone but but it's close it's really similar yeah no for sure um so i'm glad at the very least i'm glad we we were coming to this recording session with like a newfound perspective on Macbeth, you know mm -hmm. because we felt like we had been murdered and committed murder totally um huge shout out to claire lochran by the way who uh who joined us for this episode previously when we recorded it um huge huge shout out to her she was very very kind and understanding after our horrible failure Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um and we will be having her on again one day yes yes Yes. that's that's the important thing yes so thank you claire you're very kind yeah and we liked you a lot we liked meeting you it was great virtually of course virtually yeah because we're all about that social distancing yeah um did you oh, i guess you don't have a tiktok i claire claire posted a funny thing today where she was uh buying a plant and she was she was just saying it was like a it's where did like she a, where did she buy a plant from i'm not sure but she i know that hardware stores are still open yeah that could have been it because i've been i was thinking like it would be nice to have like plants yeah but it feels like i i don't know if i want to be making like unnecessary trips yeah right now but yeah I don't know. I'm thinking like it would be nice to have some plants, you know. Mm-hmm. Zhuzh up the place. Sure. Okay, I'm going to stop right now and see cool. if this worked. And it worked. Fantastic. So I'm Harper. Oh, I'm Jonathan. And this Are is we Hawkeyes. Keeping that? Yeah, we're going to keep that. Con- okay, great. Uh, Yeah, this is Hawkeyes. Boom.
feel it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'll put the real theme in now. Hard. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it, I feel it. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, no. we shouldn't have a podcast. What? (laughs) Okay. It does go hard. It's great. Yeah. It's a great theme. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet Connor Vance. We should have Connor on the show sometime. We should. Yeah. yeah. That's a thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Connor, if you're he's, listening he's to this, just been nonstop. let us know you're free. He's just been nonstop just waiting for us to ask. Yeah, I think so. It's he hasn't he th- been busy with a tour or a Patreon it's or anything. all that he thinks about. Yeah. It is all that he thinks about. Yeah. He obsesses over podcast. it. Yeah. When can I talk about Ethan Hawke? Is that your Connor impression? No, it was weird. It was like an Ethan Hawke impression, yeah. but Connor. <laughs> Do you just think all men sound like Ethan Hawke? Connor? I mean, sound like Ethan Hawke? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um. I don't think I could do a Connor impression. I was thinking about it. It's it's a little lower, but like fun. You know, like he's like usually having a good time. Uh-huh. You know, I feel like that should be captured in the impression of Connor. Mm-hmm. But I can't do it. Yeah, I only have a few impressions and that's uh it's mostly just my Trump that I've been Yeah, but I hate mm-hmm. I hate Trump impressions a lot. Um anyway. Uh, speaking of maniacal leaders, <laughs> this week we're talking about Shakespeare Uncovered, Colin Macbeth with Ethan Hawke. Nice. Yeah. So, That's a good transition. Thank you. I really just, I'm, you know, I'm doing transitions these days. Mm-hmm. I can do them. Just like we transition from outside to inside. That's so true. Yeah. Um, so Macbeth. Yeah. So have you read Macbeth? I have. I'm sorry. Have you read the Scottish play? We're not in a theater, so we can say it. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought all life was a stage. <laughs> oh, uh, the world's a stage. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought the world's a stage. Yeah. Even better. Great. Um, yeah, no, I have seen the Scott. I mean, I have read the Scottish play Macbeth. Mm-hmm. I read it and I don't stop, think I actually stop saying it. Voldemort. We're going to be cursed. No, it's fine. Um, I actually don't think I talked about this the first time we recorded, so it's not totally stale. Um, I did read it in high school in my senior year of high school. Shout out to Dr. Rubenstein. If you're listening, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was good. I, I remember having to read a lot in class cause we read the entire thing out loud in class and I remember having to read a lot out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm 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 pretty I'm a pretty confident out loud reader, you know. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't really have mm-hmm. trouble with it except for you know the language is different. Yeah. But yeah, um, Macbeth is not maybe it's maybe not my favorite mm-hmm. Shakespeare. What is your favorite Shakespeare? Um, I like King Lear because it's about daughters. There's mm-hmm. not a lot. There's not too much Shakespeare. Oh, like that John Mayer song, yeah. Yeah, Father Should Be Good to Your Daughters. Is that your favorite too. song as well? Yeah, I love John Mayer famously. Yeah. Well, um, if we could have John Mayer on the show. What would he contribute to the show? Man's got jokes. You may not know that about John Mayer. The you man's know what got else jokes. the man's got? What? Uh, a dick that he believes is a white supremacist. I think he's hopefully reformed. I hope so. As the person who coined the term. John Mayer dick. Yeah. JMDS. One of my proudest uh, medical psychological achievements was coining the term jmds yeah did you get it in the dsm john mayer dixon what is that the dsm-5 the uh it's the psychiatric oh yes yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. for sure yeah i have no idea what you're talking about okay but i'm a psychiatrist because i came up with a psychological Uh term jmds jmds Yes, it's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM-5. Wow. Um, I knew that. You did know that because JMDS has been uh, added. It has, yeah. It's the most recent um, edition. <laughs> yeah. edition yeah. Um, it takes a while to get in there because JMDS, you, you coined that term several years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then peer-reviewed papers right of course all that good stuff you know scholastic journals yeah big time yeah yeah uh yeah so you could clinical trials Mm-hmm. i don't even know what you would try <laughs> <laughs> you would have white men have sex with women of different ethnicities and collect data well it's it's about like attraction yeah so you don't have to have sex Okay, so you would, I guess you would uh, ask a lot of questions about sexual attraction with regard to different ethnicities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't say what it was about, and then you would, you would collect this data. Uh So yeah, blind testing about people's attraction to different ethnicities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. For those who have not picked up on it, JMDS is when you're not attracted to people of basically non-white. Yeah. Um, I wonder how, I, I mean, this is so off topic. I don't topic. think I've ever diagnosed <laughs> a woman with JMDS now that I think about it. Oh, I think it's I'm sure they're out th- there. No, yeah, for sure. But I think it afflicts men more. Yeah, I mean, maybe like in... Um, Especially because it has dick and, you know. Well, maybe, I'm, I'm thinking maybe like in more like, I don't know, like white liberal circles, maybe men are more afflicted more more frequently afflicted with jmds and women Mm -hmm. you know Mm. you know what i mean yeah probably i don't know i don't know well the 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 literature is gonna grow yeah Yeah. it's out there you could look on your j store on your pro (laughs) quest you know just search jmds wherever you find scholarly articles and enter code hawk for 15 (laughs) percent off on j store yeah oh man how great would it be if j store sponsored us (laughs) I wish we had a J Store access. We had J Store access. That would for, be great. That would be great. J Store podcast. Yeah, maybe yeah. I could look into that. 
so yeah so we're talking about shakespeare uncovered mm-hmm. um what's your what's your knowledge level of involvement with macbeth uh not a lot i don't know that much about the scottish play or um that many of shakespeare's plays i've read hamlet i've read romeo plus juliet mm-hmm. um as i like to call it and i've seen midsummer midsummer's night dream i've seen i guess a couple of others but yeah but not macbeth Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know that I've ever seen an adaptation of Macbeth before. Mm-hmm. I think I've just read it. I've also read Romeo and Juliet, um, King Lear, and another one. Because we did. Sh- I think we did Shakespeare every year in high school, except for I took. My junior year was American. Language. So I don't know what, why we went, but I guess we read it Shakespeare in American literature, which was my senior year of high school. Mm. So I don't know. I'm sure I read another one that I'm just not. A, oh, uh, Henry the Fourth and Fifth. Those are the ones. Yeah, well, we. I guess we would have read Shakespeare in college, but I don't. I mean, in in high school, I just don't really remember. Oh, I don't yeah. remember what my classes were. Um, yeah. Clearly they've stuck with me as a literature <laughs> minor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I never did any Shakespeare in college, but it's because I basically avoided English as much as possible. In college? In college, yeah. Except for that, we took that one, um, mythology as literature class. That was like one that of the- That was like the hardest Hardest class. class, yeah. Um. So weird. It was like a 60 or something. It was like not even a- yeah yeah so yeah no i mean my yeah so my my shakespeare isn't super broad but i feel like pretty okay Lee first mm-hmm. we've seen um you and i have seen a couple like shakespeare in the park things mm-hmm. um we saw we saw like a gangster style version of romeo and juliet once that was kind of silly yeah and then we saw a um version of Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, yeah. And then I think was we that... also saw As You Like It. Wait, did we see Midsummer Night's Dream in at the VA or Yeah. At... Oh, okay. Cuz I also saw it at um at Griff uh Griffith Park. Mhm. Were you there for that one? No. No, okay. Um you might not have seen one of those. I think maybe you came to see As You Like It with me. And oh. you didn't see Midsummer Night's Dream with me. Maybe I've seen Mids- I how As You Like It doesn't sound familiar. So maybe it was Midsummer Night's Dream. Maybe oh, okay. I, I've, I've maybe seen it twice. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember that much about it. It was all a dream. Yeah, Midsummer Night's Dream is is pretty wild. In the words of, uh, what's his name? Biggie Smalls. Mm-hmm. It was all a dream. I used to read. Something, something magazine. Nintendo, Sega Genesis good mm-hmm. took my biggie smalls yeah it was good it was all a dream do you remember that part of um straight out of compton where he's trying to get the like the f- the the way he says uh there's that one line in the song 
where he's like cruising down the street in my six four mm-hmm. and they and they do that line like a hundred times so he gets it right do you mm-hmm. remember that part yeah easy yeah i don't really i don't cruising feel like that movie really stuck with me as much as it did with a lot of our friends you included mm-hmm I, yeah, I, I don't remember think it was like, like the greatest. Movie, I remember but. liking it while we were watching it, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine. Straight out of Compton, crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. My Ice Cube impression isn't as good. Yeah, it's a little high. It is. Yeah, I was. I was still in the Easy E. Mm-hmm. The headspace. Straight out of Compton. Um, speaking of the streets, look at Beth. You know, because when you think of murder, murder, you may think of a you know busy, grungy city like New York. But me, I think of Macbeth. Yeah, that's my so Ethan Hawke impression. Says, yeah. yeah, so. We should say what this is. This is like a PBS documentary, just sort of like reflecting on Macbeth. Yeah, it's part of a series called Shakespeare Uncovered that has different actors like doing a deep dive on different Shakespeare plays. So there was like David Tennant doing Hamlet, probably something like that. I don't know. (laughs) And Helen Hunt did one in season three. There's like a lot of actors that do that have done this this program. Yeah. And so for this one, Ethan Hawke is uh, preparing to play Macbeth. Yes. And he's... um, He's basically going around and, like, seeing different productions and, um, like, talking to people who have played Macbeth and other characters and stuff and, like, historians. And then also just, like, walking around New York and, like, saying things. Yeah, a lot of it is like this kind of uh, this footage of Ethan Hawke, and it's recycled several times. There's Ethan Hawke walking through New York during the day, and there's Ethan Hawke work- walking through New York during the night. And there's one shot in particular that they really recycled, which was him walking towards the camera but not looking at it mm-hmm. during the day on a busy New York street. And I just, I really noticed how often that shot was used <laughs> in this. Um, yeah, it was like, it. this is from 2012, but it, you know, in true PBS style, it looks like it was shot in like 2004 or something, you know, yeah. um, you know, love them publicly funded, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so for sure, not, not the, not the most current highest quality perhaps in technology, um, but made with love, but made with love. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, and then there's a part where he's watching Orson Welles talking about um, playing Macbeth. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, in playing the Scottish play. <laughs> and he says, uh, it's w- weird to hear, this is what Ethan Hawke says about Orson Welles, because Orson Welles says something like, uh, an actor always wants to play something that's bigger than himself or whatever. And Ethan Hawke says, it's weird to hear such ego and such humility at the same time. Which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. And then they sh- 
They were talking about witches too, about how witches were like taken seriously at this time. Mm-hmm. And this play involves witches, and it's like, ooh, edgy. Yeah, there's was a lot like specific like history stuff about like 16th century monarchy and um, the relationship to witches and how yeah this this play in particular would have been like threatening. Yeah, in a sense yeah. to the to the monarchy. Yeah. And with regard to the witches, so basically in Macbeth, I don't know how much you knew before I picked up from this, but like in Macbeth, um, he encounters the witches and they foretell of Macbeth's, you know, uh, rise to power and how it has to do with his killing people. And mm-hmm. the big question is about whether the Macbeth plant the evil idea of him or if it's Macbeth's plan and they're just like seeing it right that it's going to happen right you know and so um those two different uh you know that question of which you know which is it um can affect the way that an actor plays Macbeth Mm -hmm. whether he believes that Macbeth has been uh given this idea or whether he was on this path the whole time right it affects who Macbeth is as a character right and that's one of the many things that Ethan Hawke is exploring yeah he talks a lot about uh Lady Macbeth as well and this interpretation of her um about like how she's how the how Macbeth is played is, is dependent largely on how Lady Macbeth is played and about how she can be played as seductive or as manipulative or as whatever. Yeah, and he talks about this with a performance historian who yeah. has a lot of information information for him about previous Lady Macbeths. Right, right. Um, and then part of that is they get into talking about Hillary Clinton, who is who is compared who had been compared to Lady Macbeth. Yeah, the Lady Macbeth of Little Rocks, which was described as yeah, which is fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they talk about, um, there was one of the actors who said that he interviewed, he talked to a couple of, uh, convicted murderers Mm -hmm. about, um, about like, basically as like a way to get in their heads or whatever. Yeah, that was the actor. I didn't catch his name, but he had been in Macbeth 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, which they shared a clip from that, which was the Banquo's ghost scene. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like a very, it was a very visceral scene in this production. Um, yeah, so this is like a scene where he's uh, haunted by a ghost of of a, of the man of a man that he had killed, and he's at this big dinner party and he is you know talking directly to this ghost and he's like you don't see him you don't see him he's right here Mm -hmm. and then um lady Macbeth ushers everyone else out of the party and uh you know he kind of has this breakdown right um but yeah so that was the guy that was talking about how he had interviewed murderers and he you know uh they both answered him when he asked, like, are you, do you dream of your victims? They said only when 
I'm awake. Yes. They both essentially both said that. And so that's kind of was a huge foundation for him specifically in this, this ghost scene Mm -hmm. um, where he was trying to play seeing his victim. Right. And they also talk about this uh, dance performance. He interviews these people that have this dance performance. It's a, it's a wordless interpretation of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's worthless. It's not just dance. It's like, it's just like physical. Right. 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 So a big part of this is that he's like in the bath, washing the blood off of himself mm-hmm. after, after killing uh, Duncan, I think. And then uh, Lady Macbeth is with him. And so part of it is this like prolonged bathing scene. Mm-hmm. And then part of it is this kind of uh, like fight of a dance right right and he goes to see ethanot goes to see the first folio of um macbeth Mm -hmm. and he doesn't he's like not wearing gloves yeah it was really it was hard to watch that and he's just like he's just like casually like flipping the pages Mm mm-hmm and I was like, what is going on? Like, this book is, like, however, 100 years, 100... Yeah, like, four or five hundred years, years old. old. Yeah. And um, and he's just, like, whoosh, 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 flipping through the pages. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what? Yeah, it seems wrong. Yeah, it's crazy. And then while he's looking through this book, um, uh, he he's looking at... In particular, Macbeth's speech after Lady Macbeth's suicide. Mm-hmm. And he says, you've heard of words to live by. These are words to die by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Very Ethan Hawke. There were a lot of very Ethan Hawke moments in this. And by a lot of very Ethan Hawke moments, it was just like a full hour of Ethan Hawke being fully Ethan Hawke. Yeah. He just loves loves the theater. Loves the Shakespeare yeah yeah um yeah one of the one of the parts you skipped over where ethan Hawke was really like being an actor a lot mm-hmm. um was when he meets with an, uh, an actor named richard easton right who right, had right, played right. Uh, who had played Macbeth before him mm-hmm. and um richard easton was also ended up being in the same production of Macbeth as ethan Hawke. right um he played duncan and so when Ethan Hawke meets with Richard Easton, they work on the dagger scene together, which is the, is this a dagger I see before me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really kind of work through that scene. And a lot of it is about the language mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not the same as modern English. So uh, they go through it and then Ethan Hawke just kind of asks questions like, oh, what does this mean? And then Richard Easton uh, starts to, you know, perform it essentially. And he just really like flies through it. And then he's like, listen, you know, like once you uh, like get into the character, like this will be so much easier. But, right. you know, the words are really like they're exactly what they sound like because this was meant for common people. It's not, you know, the language isn't actually like high language. It's like for for the people. So mm-hmm. every word is what it sounds like. You just have to kind of think about it in a different way. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
um yeah and i really liked there was a this one shot during the scene towards the end where it's i think it's supposed to be like ethan hawk is like finally understanding the scene and the character and the camera like really dramatically zooms into his face while he's yeah, like, looking yeah. at richard, richard easton it's it's very funny yeah um one other part of this is uh kind of about the location so ethan hawk hops on an ipad uh like a 2012 ipad and he's he's chatting with like a histor with a historian who's in i want to say dunson name mm-hmm. uh which is the place in scotland where Macbeth is probably from um and and he's just like wow it's exactly how i imagine it <laughs> uh yeah so he gets a little walking a virtual walking tour of the area of the mm-hmm. hills yeah and all of this is kind of like leading up. We don't get to see in this any of Ethan Hawke's performance as Macbeth or like right. even him really doing it more yeah, beyond. He, does, he, does, he just like will read a part of a page or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's not really like doing it. It's not really what it's about really. Yeah. But um, but we do know that he, he that he did actually play Macbeth. On yeah. Stage. He talks about how he was like afraid to do it at first because mm-hmm. he was like it's such a not sure exactly what he said but yeah he said he was afraid of the role when he was younger but he's less afraid now and then he adds on to that that he's not braver now he's just less afraid of playing the part yeah yeah um when yeah so there's this whole sequence kind of towards the beginning where ethan hawk is sitting in a theater like a kind of small theater and he's watching all of these different performances of Macbeth mm-hmm. and there's he's he just reacts like he reacts so much to it he's like Oof, you know <laughs> and uh it's very it's very fun to watch him mm-hmm. react and get really like invested it's, it's fun to watch Ethan Hawke watch a movie because I think that he he's a real actor you know an actor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel like he really like feels movies deeply yeah yeah there's so many things i want to say but it feels like not as fresh because i already said them (laughs) it'll be fresh to our listeners who we love and who we're doing this for that's true all five of them um i'm in a really good mood i'm sorry Mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah i was just thinking like watching watching ethan hawk watch these movies that it would be fun to see ethan hawk do like the shia labeouf performance art thing right right where yeah. shia labeouf like watched all of his own movies yeah uh, and had a camera on him so you could watch shia labeouf watch himself yeah uh, i would love to watch ethan hawk watch himself mm-hmm. i think i feel like it for with shia labeouf it's like he's had such a weird career yeah weird career and i mean like that's why it's so interesting well also like kind of a distressing upbringing yeah yeah you know so i'm sure watching a lot of those things especially if he hadn't seen them in a long time yeah you know watching those things could bring back some challenging thoughts or memories yeah for sure yeah, with Ethan Hawke, I don't know if he's if he's like an actor that will watch his own stuff or won't. I think he probably does. 
I don't think he's ever said anything about not doing that. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like it came up. I feel like it came up on that IndieWire interview, but I can't remember. Oh, did it really? Yeah, during the live, Instagram live. Mm-hmm. It, um, But I can't remember. Ethan, come on the show. Let us yeah, ask you. We'll talk about it. We just want to talk to you. Yeah, for Can real. You, like, email us back, please. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, why don't I pull up that uh, New York Times review? Of this? Okay. Of Macbeth, I guess. I don't know. Do you have anything more to say? No, no. I mean, I could do my half fact, but... Yeah, I'll do the review first and then... Okay. Okay. So, Ben Brantley mm-hmm. from the New York Times... Okay. Reviewed the production of Macbeth starring Ethan Hawke. The produ- the oh so the not this but the, his performance. No, yeah, not yeah. Right. Not the Shakespeare uncovered thing, but right, the right, actual right. play itself. So, he says about Ethan Hawke. Mr. Hawke in turn swallows many of his lines. He is a mumblecore Macbeth an heir to the petulant Hamlet he played on screen 13, ooh, 13 years ago. He delivers Shakespeare's poetry like a moody, glue-sniffing teenager reciting Leonard Cohen lyrics to himself. He exudes a matching adolescent snarkiness, giving a sarcastic spin to his words. Considering his imminent murder of Duncan, Richard Easton, and the compunction that might stay his hand, he snarls at the idea of, a, of pity stepping in, quote, like a naked newborn babe, end quote. A charitable interpretation might be Macbeth already knows the game is fixed, and any suggestion it might be otherwise it has to be sneered at. But hooded in impenetrable sullenness, he never gives us entry to an interior life with which we might identify. Harsh. It is pretty harsh. Yeah, I would. I would love to see some actual footage of this mm-hmm. to to know. No, look right now. Actually, uh, we have a little short clip here. That I can play maybe. Go for it. Out. Out. Brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player who struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Ooh, dramatic. know well that was just a trailer for the play so we can't really know but i'm sure he did great ethan we love you come on the show (laughs) if we say it enough times yeah he will appear well jonathan do you have something to share with us sure i do i'm gonna share a hawk fact Thank you. Uh, so I was looking into, uh, we've talked about uh, Hawks on. Um, Hamlet. 
Hamlet, yes. And it, that was, I, I, my hawk fact then was a bit just more broadly about the symbolism of birds and hawks in, in Shakespeare, Shakespeare in general. general. But I decided to look into, it's almost like you know what I'm going to say. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, I wanted to look into um, any symbolism related to hawks and birds um, in Macbeth specifically. And there is quite a few, there are quite a few references to it. Um, there is a reference uh, about uh, hawked at, uh, which is the only time that um, that the word hawk itself is used. Mm-hmm. But. Um, what, is, what does hawked at mean in that context? Let, like, what does let it me mean? pull it up real quick. Tis unnatural, even like the deed that's done. On Tuesday last, a falcon towering in her pride of place was by a mousing owl hawked at and killed. So, a falcon was killed by an owl. Mm. Hawked at. I guess that'd be like, maybe hacked. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Attacked. So, that's the only time that the word hawk is used but there are references to hawks um because uh kites appear throughout um the play mm-hmm. um and kites are a type of bird um that are distinct from hawks uh they are within the same family um but in our inter- in our understanding of what a kite is uh, it's different. But in Shakespeare's time, uh, it was quite possible that hawk, that to refer to a kite was to be, was likely that it was referring to a hawk. Um, and so there's a specific part of the play where Macbeth is saying, um, uh, prithee see there, behold, look, lo, how say you? Why, what care I if thou canst nod? speak too if charnel houses and our graves must send those that we bury back our monuments shall be the maws of kites so basically the the dead won't stay buried the the truth will come mm-hmm. um, and so it says here in as per shakespeare navigators that the kite that he's referring to is a swallow-tailed hawk which is notorious for feeding on carrion I assume carrying means it's like a corpse, dead, dead yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, and there there are multiple other references to birds in general in um, in Macbeth, but that's the most specific reference to a hawk. Um, we have references to owls, falcons, ravens, eagles, wrens, and like I mentioned, hawks. Um, and we have this nice little prezi that sums up all the symbolism mm-hmm. of birds which comes from uh Haley smith shout out Haley. yes you can find this on prezi if you're not familiar with prezi it's like a it's like a like a jazzed up yeah, powerpoint yeah, presentation yeah, it's, it's a it's online too it's the on free the, jazz yeah of powerpoint presentations mm-hmm. yeah things like kind of just like zoom and pan and exactly exactly rock and roll it's about the notes you don't play that's so true so that's my hawk fact Kaka. nice thank you mm-hmm. so thanks to shakespeare navigators.com it's shakespeare little dash navigators mm-hmm. and prezi user Haley smith
Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, should we just wrap this up? Make it a short one? Sure. Why not? Uh, I've been Harper. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, you can find me online at Harping About on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and apparently Pinterest. And uh, something I've been enjoying in pop culture outside of Ethan Hawke is Netflix is too hot to handle. We watched all of it in less than 24 hours. It's a bunch of hot dummies on an island together. And they're told that they cannot kiss or have sexual relations of any kind. And if they do, money is deducted from their communal money pot. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Go check it out if you need something to watch. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. And I feel like everyone is, this is the new thing that everyone's watching right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And we did it first. And we did it first. Right away. Yeah. Um, I was looking at uh, um, who they thought, who people thought the villain was. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Did I just like cut you off of finishing this episode? No. Okay. No, I'm talking about Too Hot to Handle. Oh, Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, yeah. I My name is Jonathan. You can Beth. find me on Instagram and Letterboxd <laughs> at John Zavala. The thing I'm enjoying is Too Hot to Handle. So... <laughs> um, I Apparently, thought you were saying you thought you were looking into who people thought the villain was in Macbeth. And no, I was like, no, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, they say from the very first episode, this is Esquire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix's new newest reality dating show, Too Hot to Handle Positions, Canadian Instagram model Francesca Farrago as its villain. Yeah, didn't I say her? You did? I think I said some. No, I guess I didn't. Never mind. Maybe you did. I don't know. No, I, I don't, I don't think remember. I did. You're right. Um, you could be right. I just don't remember. It says, and it's Farago who has the most disregard for this one guideline, and takes the most heat for it. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, she personally costs fifty. Maybe fifty thousand dollars out of yeah. the hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Plot. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish we got to spend a little more time with our heroes, like Kells and Nicole, who lost no money. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. They just say that it's about, like, you know, personal personal growth, but then but the they people focus on the that, couples. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And also, it's like transphobic at times mm-hmm. i would say um but you know you can't win them all i guess <laughs> these netflix reality shows they can't all be the circle am i right so true so true yeah um yeah so that's the thing i'm enjoying cool. well finished enjoying cool did i enjoy it yeah, I yeah, think we did. I think I did. I think yeah. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. The premise is so batshit crazy and hilarious mm-hmm. that 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 alone is worth the entry. Yeah, for sure. Well, this uh, has been sponsored by Netflix. This is Too Hot to Handle Talk. Mm-hmm. And too, also JSTOR. Too Hawk to Handle. 
That's us. We're Two Hawk to Handle. We're going to rebrand our show as Two Hawk to Handle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was pretty good. I did. That's the best one I've ever done, maybe. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully it got recorded. Okay, bye.